Morning Liberty. Well, what is up, all of our Liberty-loving friends? This is another fantastic episode of the Good Morning Liberty podcast. My name is Nate. I broke my back, Thurston, and with me, as always via Zoom across the crusty Interstate 24, is Charles, super depressed about the Cowboys, Thompson. How's it going, man? You just you come up with new names yeah. every single day, <laughs> so, and uh, is that it's it's not Brokeback Mountain? Back, no, no. Which w- there's not anything wrong with that anyway. There's it's not that there's anything wrong if it were Brokeback Mountain. It's just uh, I broke. It's the Mike Tyson version of breaking your back, which is yeah. spinal, spinal. That's, yeah, that's one of my favorite videos <laughs> of all time. I broke so my good. back. What What do you mean? What do you mean you broke your back? Spinal. Yeah, for those who don't. For those who don't know, Nate actually did have a compression fracture and he thought it was healed up enough to where he was. He just thought, hey, let me put all the body weight I possibly can on that one vertebrae and, and see if it hurts. And it does, doesn't it? So it was, you know, you did you Dr. Need, Fauci tell you to do that. He did. He was like, you know what? I don't see any chance of you getting coronavirus from putting all your body weight on this. So it's completely fine. So it's safe. Yeah. He said it was totally safe. So that's why you did it. Well, this is a Good Morning Liberty podcast, a place where we talk about life, liberty, and the pursuit of meaning because happiness is just a fleeting feeling that you that you feel if you're not a Cowboys fan. And so uh, I have to pursue a life of meaning because for the last 24 years, by the way, did you see Dak Prescott get his foot broken off? Well, yeah, that's what I was. That's what I was mentioning. About that, didn't we? The depressing life of a of a Cowboys fan that knows no ends really what whatsoever and you know it's at least i know it isn't my fault because i feel like you know the last time i went to a cowboys game or the time before that i've, I've seen romo break his collarbone about eight times in person and <laughs> and uh i'm just glad that i wasn't at this game I'll i guess no one else was either so we went to uh to the new stadium very first game we went to mm-hmm. you and i were outside throwing the football <laughs> you pre- have to pre- tell it why do you have to tell the story well, I'm not going to, I just was going to tell one part of it. Well, you went over to the Walmart and if you guys don't know, I mean, it's probably at least, I would say at least 60 yards. You were 60 yards it's away. It's a four lane highway across at least. Yeah. yeah. And I threw the ball all the way to you, right to your chest. And then the guy right next to me is like, dude, that was a hell of a throw. You might want to, you know, be back up in case Romo goes down today. And what do you know? He breaks his collarbone the third quarter of that game. <laughs> I was like, dude, I oh. to say something. Yeah, yeah. Last Cowboys game we went to together, which is in January, by the way, we went to a Cowboys game in 2020. We did. Or no, it was December. Sorry. Yeah, it was, it was the last yeah, couple days. Right yeah. Before. And uh, they they did win that game. Um, but uh, then 2020 happened. Everything went to shit. Yeah. <laughs> what are you going to do? Uh, mm-hmm. Join. Join. the Welcome to the party, Dak. All right. Anyway. <laughs> This is the Good Morning Liberty podcast. We talk about life, liberty, the pursuit of meaning, and football sometimes, I guess. That just depends on what day of the week it is. But today is a very special day of the week. It's our most popular episode. It is Dumb Bleep of the Week. We still need some music that plays right then. I don't have anything. Yeah, something like that, you know. So it's a dumb bleep of the week. Bleep. It's it's the time where we count down dumb and figure bleep. out what the, 
It's the time where we count down exactly what the dumbest thing said on Twitter. This was this week that I saw anyway. There might have been some different ones. Thank you to whoever tagged us in one that I found last minute about, I mean, literally 15 minutes ago. I saw it on Twitter as someone had said, this is an entry for Dumb Bleep of the Week. And you are right. It is actually going to be one of my favorite ones to talk about. So we'll be running through there. Charlie, what do you think about this whole Facebook, Twitter censorship thing going on right now. You know, I honestly haven't looked that much into it. I, it, I'm not surprised. Honestly, I'm really not shocked. It's, um, you know, they're coming out and saying that it's violating guidelines because it's stolen information. Uh, so that's the way they're skirting around it. Um, that it violates their community standards, so to speak. Um, but I'm not shocked. I, I mean, why would anybody be surprised? Like, if this is any, like, this is anything new. And the ultimate thing is, is like, while it's frustrating uh, for those maybe on the other side of the political aisle, so to speak, or, or whatever, um, it, Facebook and Twitter is a private company and they can mm-hmm. do what they want. They can decide. They literally got rid of my profile on Facebook. I have no idea why. They won't even tell me. And you know what I can do about it? Nothing. Nothing. I can piss and moan like an impone jerk. And turn around and take it up to tailpipe. <laughs> That's all you can do. That's all I can do. They were throttling our Facebook, which they even told us that they were throttling our Facebook. And exactly yeah, they actually why? They did tell us that. Our they Facebook, our page, our reach was 1.2 million from our Facebook, and they throttled our Facebook, and it went down to about 130,000 from 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 the time that they did that. And it was all because I posted that thing about there being a six percent of the people actually died from COVID. Uh, only and that all the other ones had some kind of comorbidity we posted that and they decided they were going to shut down our facebook account and not let us get anything else out there to anyone right as if it wasn't true now you know there's competitors out there there's parlor which i believe heavily leans conservative or whatever but i mean it's the free market people need to come up with other you know avenues uh that people like to be on by the way so Mm -hmm. you have to come up with a solution that, that someone has to be on. And, you know, it's, it's honestly a shame. I think so more than anything that um, the left was such a proponent of free speech. If you, especially if you look back in the sixties and seventies, they were very anti-war. They were pro speech. It didn't matter what your views were. And now we're at a point here in 2020 where uh, those who believed those things no longer believe those things. And it, it shouldn't matter it shouldn't matter what the person's actually saying, whether it's not true or factual, like let the debate happen and uh, you know, stolen information or not. I, I don't remember Facebook or Twitter suppressing any wiki WikiLeaks information. No. And they also did not suppress Donald Trump's tax return information, which was obviously not permitted to be released by the person who owned it whatsoever. Well, they didn't suppress the story about it. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, and they're not so. And when when they are suppressing the story about you know Hunter Biden's emails, and I don't even know, I haven't dug that far into to know if it's even that true. And and honestly, who's shocked? Uh, yeah, all I, politicians do this in this whole thing. I That's don't. How your kids become famous and make a lot of money. I don't care about the Hunter Biden email, whether or not Joe Biden was helping with something, or uh, I don't care uh, because they're all corrupt and they're all doing this kind of stuff all the time. And I don't think anyone I, I don't think anyone's upset because they really care about this. I think it's a, an obvious political weapon leading up to the 
election. And I think people are upset about what Facebook and Twitter did. I responded to someone on our Facebook earlier, and I'll say what I said there. I am upset about what they did. We all, But we all know what comes next. They're a private company. As long as they are not some type of a legalized monopoly where other people can cannot start up any type of competition and market themselves to those people and have such a good idea that everyone decides to switch over to those apps, as long as they're not some type of a legalized monopoly, then we have got to rely on the free market to fix this problem. Every time throughout history where something was really bad, this is what people didn't do. They didn't say, you know what, as long as it's not a monopoly, an actual legal monopoly, we're going to let the free market solve it. No one ever did that. And that's how we got to all of all of these problems. So this is the time right now where free market people have to have to say, this sucks, but if the people want to go somewhere else to get their information and to hang out with their friends, then they're going to go do that. And if they don't well, care and- about this enough, then they're going to stay on these platforms. And that is what the, the free market going to do what the free market do. All right. And and I do think it's something the media should cover as something that's morally wrong. Um, I think people in the media should, you know, blast Facebook and Twitter for doing this type of thing. So it does uh, let the public know what's going on <laughs> and then also allow someone to um, to have to, to maybe spark some interest in someone who's capable of creating a platform like that. I mean, who knows? You guys might see the Good Morning Liberty hangout social media platform come out soon. <laughs> yeah, who knows? Who knows? Magoo, Magoo said, if you I have stolen information time. in your heart, let it out. I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> you got stolen information in your heart, you let it out. It's, it's. It, I mean, I understand that it's frustrating, especially for those who have opposing views from the left, let's say. Um, and we have, you know, libertarians and conservatives and I think some leftists that listen to the show, people who believe in liberty as the primary principle value of, of everything we should derive uh, all everything off of. Um, so we have all kinds of people that listen to the show, but it, it's frustrating that they won't allow. It, it is frustrating that they do this type of thing rather than letting the people decide for themselves, give, you know, allowing the information to be shared, people deciding for themselves because people are smart enough out there to decipher information and make an informed decision. Yeah. And do you really think, I mean, does Facebook and Twitter really think, that suppressing this information is going to help it spread less. No, I mean, no. The story, the story of them suppressing it, it probably pushed the story more, out more. It's way more publicity <laughs> yeah. about it. It's it's backfiring. Everyone's talking about it. Fox News, well, everyone, but the but the people who are already going to vote for Biden anyway. So yeah. it doesn't matter. None of it matters. That, so, what's going to come out right now? You'll be like, oh man, Joe Biden's corrupt. I had no idea. There's Now I'm yeah. not going to go up for him. It's, it's not going to do anything. I mean, they had anything. actual tapes, like actual recordings of Trump saying that he grabs women by the P word. <laughs> they did. Like his literal voice yeah. that they played. And everyone's like, nah, still going to vote for him. Yeah. This None of this matters what, at what all. Does it matter? What's it matter? What matters to me is the, the truth aspect and actually being able to get the information out in front of people so that is uh that is very annoying and, and trump supported by more christians than i've ever seen i think <laughs> I know. none of it matters it's Which just whatever your political grabbing, bias is maybe he stopped grabbing p words i don't know maybe, yeah maybe he i don't know if he did maybe he um, had to come the conservative moment and he decided he wasn't going to do that anymore 
Right. So I uh, believe in second chances. <laughs> I'm gonna run through I'm gonna run through a few words that reason.com had to say about this just so we can get some of this idea out. So it says Twitter blocking a New York Post article was dumb. Hey, this is dumb bleep of the week, uh, but not illegal censorship or election interference. So they said by definition, Twitter can't violate the First Amendment rights of the president, members of Congress, or anyone else. First Amendment violations are things the government does to the people, not the other way around. There is nothing in the Constitution prohibiting Twitter from restricting speech on its platform, and it is certainly not censorship, which has denoted government suppression of information since the Office of Censor was created in ancient Rome to impose public morality. They said this shouldn't need repeating as often as it does these days, but President Donald Trump and those who support him have been working hard to recast censorship as something private companies can do to the most powerful man in the country. The latest round, the redefinition, comes from response to Facebook, saying it would limit distribution of the New York Post article. Said it was a bad move on the part of Facebook and Twitter, denying users the opportunity to discuss and perhaps counter the claims in the article among themselves. Doing so also opened Twitter and Facebook up to allegations of suppressing information critical of Democratic presidential candidate Joe Biden. Oh, ow, that hurts. But here's the key thing. They don't have to be fair arbiters of political information. Facebook, exactly. Facebook could decide to ban any content critical of Biden. Parler, a social media platform for conservative refugees of Twitter and Facebook, could ban <laughs> anyone questioning the New York Post story. Twitter could disallow the all election content and Reddit can nix any posts about narwhals or sloths. <laughs> right. Any of those choices, no matter how politically biased or how weird, would be within their legal prerogative as private entities, which are under no obligation to treat all content equally to humor information they find unfit or to set content standards that make any outside sense at all. Well, and here's a great example, too. Like, Twitter allows porn, uh, clearly. <laughs> you can have any kind of explicit content you want. Uh, Facebook doesn't allow that. Or yeah. Instagram. So, can't post porn on Facebook and Instagram because they don't want to alienate a certain group of people. Um, and Twitter's like, well, you know, and, and, and when Twitter received backlash for this, I remember back when they first started, they're like, oh, well, we're a free speech, you know, we're a free speech platform. We don't want to censor anything. You know, this is freedom of speech here, which obviously they've devolved into what they are now. But they, you know, the platform can allow or disallow anything they want. My one caveat to this, Charlie, and let me know what you think about this. But if you are running a business and you purchased ads for likes on your page, and let's say you've paid enough in advertising on Facebook to to buy 500,000 likes on your Facebook page, then in my opinion, you have a slight right to distribution to those people that you paid that company to be connected to your Facebook page. If if Facebook promised that in the in Yeah, the if they did for, that is, your ad space. That's a thing that I would like there to be worked out in the fine print. You're right about that. If it's not in the fine print when you're paying for the ads, then no, they don't have a legal right to it. Which I'm not sure if we have re read the fine print. <laughs> oh, no, I haven't read the fine print. We spent right. a lot of money on Facebook ads. I have no idea what it right. says at all. <laughs> so no clue. Facebook's probably like, hey, you're buying this ad without any guarantee of any kind of likes or shares or anything like that. And Literally, like, oh, okay, I'll still buy it. The fine print could have said over the last four years that when the New York Post releases this article about Hunter Biden, we're going to censor it. And no one would have ever seen it because it's in the fine right. print. Like No right. one cares. Yeah. <laughs> so and I haven't I, been able to find my glasses in a long time. So that is the only thing I would get behind 
um, trying to clarify with people. I'm not saying it needs to be an act of Congress because you know what? If they're not going to sign that contract with you, then don't pay for the ads for your platform. So that that's where you would have to go with that. But I, mm-hmm. I do think it'd be nice if that were an option. If I paid for these people to be connected to my Facebook page, then I have some type of legal right to be able to distribute to those people that right. I that I paid to connect to my page. Otherwise it's a contract violation. Yeah. So, so that's, that's I totally would look even. I think maybe some of the bigger people with a lot of money should work on that and say, hey, you can't censor us. We're going to spend a million dollars on Facebook ads right now to bring people to our page. And we're only going to do it if you will uh, put in the contract that you're not going to censor any of our posts to those people. Yeah. I don't know. And Facebook can say no. Yeah. Like, well, we don't need your money. We have plenty of other people that are paying us money for advertisements. We don't need you. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's, it's very interesting. It's not shocking. And I understand people's frustration with this, but it's not a violation of the first amendment. And, you know, Facebook and Twitter should be ashamed of themselves. Honestly, they should for people who purport to believe in, in the freedom of speech. They are clearly denying that freedom to certain people and uh, they should be ashamed of themselves, but that's as far as it can go. That's yeah. That's it folks. Sorry. That's not what you wanted to hear. You want to just come on here and blast them and tell them they violate all kinds of things and they shouldn't be doing this. And we should file lawsuits, statute of limitations in court seven, <laughs> but you know, we can't do that because court seven doesn't exist <laughs> and uh, they're a private company. So, Oh, it hurts. It hurts so good when he jokes. <laughs> it hurts to laugh. Oh, Man. Okay. Dumb bleep of the week, Charlie. Number number one. Now, this is similar to one we had last week, but this girl said it. Hang on. Hang on. Before you go there, because I just saw a comment roll through. Dan Ruiz brings up an an, an interesting question here. He says, election interference. Is there anything that could be said about interfering with the election? Can private companies interfere with the election? Um. I I don't think I don't think they can really because I I don't think they have any legal obligation to distribute anything that they don't want to distribute. I, I, I don't say. I don't I don't think it matters if it has to do with an election or anything like that. I don't know what the laws are on election interference or anything like that. I mean, it is it considered election interference if you are a billboard company and you refuse to sell billboard space to a particular candidate or party? Like is that election interference? I don't know. I don't know if it is or not. I don't know what the laws are on that. But is it election interference? Like morally? Yeah, probably. Uh, Legally, can it come down to a private company not putting out a certain type of information about someone and it be election interference? I don't know. I mean, is it election interference that the New York Times didn't run the the post about the Hunter Biden thing that they didn't pick up the story and post about it? Right. Is election sure interference? There's all kinds of stories that are submitted you know? that that you know regular media decides not to publish. Yeah, so you can't. They decide not to disseminate the information. It's not. I could. I wouldn't call it interference. It's a good point. I don't know what qualifies as interference, so that's where where I'll leave it. I have no idea what actually qualifies as that. Magoo says you can't have no election interference if there ain't no election. Think about it. So cancel the election. Yep. We don't need we don't need a president. Nope. 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 All right, dumb bleep number one. Now this is close to one that we saw last week, and uh, that that was actually the it was actually the winner. But I'm going to put it up here on the screen for the people watching live real quick. 
because of uh, science and technology as a thing that you can do these days, which is nice. So, which, by th- the way, if you want to watch live and see these types of things and get your votes mm-hmm. in, then you can do that by going to patreon.com slash goodmorningliberty, patreon.com slash goodmorningliberty. It's only five bucks and we will not interfere with any of your comments. Yep. Well, we we do not discriminate against comments in the live group. So <laughs> patreon.com slash goodmorningliberty. It does. There's a small fee. It's $5 a month. You won't even notice it coming out of your account or off your credit card. It's no big deal. Um, five bucks a month. Patreon.com slash goodmorningliberty. Get go, your votes in. Go do it, man. Get your votes. It's a mess. All right. Get your votes in. So Joe Biden tweeted. He said, let me be very clear. If you, listen, if you, listen look. If you make under $400,000 million a year, you won't pay a penny more in taxes under my administration. And so that's that's what he said. And this person said, I make under $100,000 a year, and I'm effing begging you to tax me more and use it toward Medicare for all and a future for our dying planet. <laughs> I am virtue signaling. I'm... Begging you to tax me, please. please. I'm on my hands and tax knees. Tax me harder, please. Tackle me. <laughs> oh my oh, god. Peekaboo Beach. Dumb bleep number. But <laughs> I feel like she's been on one of these before. Uh, it could have been the same girl from last week. I don't know. It, look, <laughs> this is something we actually talked about in one of our interviews coming out pretty soon. Mm-hmm. Maybe, mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe in like a couple months, we've done a lot of them. Mm-hmm. But, uh, one thing we talked about that's that's very interesting is you can send money to the treasury. Mm-hmm. You can literally write them a check. Check they will not turn you down. So, peekaboo each. If you do not think that you are paying enough in taxes, then quit going to an accountant. Fill out your own paperwork, and then whatever you owe, double it. That's it's an easy solution. You don't have to force anyone else to pay more. You just double what you're sending in. And okay. they'll gladly accept it. And it's just, I don't know. That, you know you know how many people why do that? Why don't you put some of the money towards those things yourself? There's all types of charities, all kinds of things out there. You yeah. know? Tesla the, accepts donations. All kinds of, we'll be talking about people taking donations uh, here, here in a little bit. There are nonprofit healthcare companies out there that service low-income and poor people for free. They do that. Yeah. Massive ones. I know there's one called Ascension Health. It's a huge Catholic uh, hospital uh, association. They have like, I think, 120 hospitals nationwide, and they write off a lot in charity. People who cannot afford it, <laughs> they, they do. They write it off. They don't charge them. And so they could use your donations. Um, so Peekaboo Beach, if you're listening, I know you are because you're a big fan of the show. <laughs> um, you know, just go ahead and send that money in. I was just thinking about, so you know, my favorite you were saying she's a big fan of our show and I was trying to come up with something similar to that amazing Milton Friedman quote where the guy says that he he read the book from cover to cover and he says yeah. I'm afraid you might have read the book from cover to cover but not line by line <laughs> <laughs> so good that's what this girl did with our podcast yeah. um so don't believe you know, this is so ma- this is so maddening because it literally all it is is virtue signaling that's literally all it is it's like I'm more than willing to pay more in taxes. If you just please tax me, please. I am such a good person that I am willing to help those who are less fortunate than me. All while, all while there's many opportunities for you to help out those who are less fortunate than you without the government stealing it from you. 
And it's so, it's so, I, I don't even, it's so, I can't even think of the words to say what it is. Dumb. Because it's, <laughs> it's a dumb mother truck and bleep, man. <laughs> That's all I got. She is a it's, dumb bleep. Let me tell you, you respond what. To this? Did you respond to Miss Veach? Oh, uh, I, I think I did actually. I sent her the address to the treasury. Okay. Yeah. So get your checkbook out. She yep. said, what's checkbook? And I said, well, it's a piece of paper. You write your account number on and stuff. You send what's, them money and then they cash it. comes out of your account. <laughs> well, what's a checkbook? All right. Tell me about Dumbleat number two. Dumbleat number one was... Virtue signaling. Virtual uh, was, I'm begging you to tax me. <laughs> what it is. Dumbleat number two, I don't think we covered this one yet. It's been on my list for a minute, but it was so ridiculous. I can't remember if we covered it yet. I, I don't think so. So, Charles... Oh, this is great. It's coming from, uh, uh, I want to say, is it Hula's son does Dalseth? That's exactly, their, Dalseth. That, is his, that is his Christian given name right there. And yes. that's how they pronounce it when he was born. Jules Sudalseth, left-wing utopia. Everybody on earth is safe, healthy, happy, educated, and free to pursue their ambitions. Right-wing utopia. White Americans work 60 hours a week in a backbreaking job they hate with no health care and one week of vacation and everyone else is dead. God. <laughs> I can't even. I can't even with this one. How do you? So left wing uh, in the left wing utopian version, we'll have to get some on our on our new episode. Everyone on Earth is happy. They're safe. They're healthy. They're educated. They're free to pursue their ambitions. And all the people on the right wing want is for white Americans to work 60 hours a week in a backbreaking job. I can vouch for that one. They hate with no health care and one week of vacation and everyone but them is dead. Everyone's dead. <laughs> That's now, they could have said something worse, which is that white Americans don't have to work and everyone else has to work 60 hours a week in a backbreaking job like that would make more sense to mm -hmm. me. I don't, I don't understand that part really, but I'm not sure where Mr. <clears throat> Jules went to college, but this, this is what a lot of people like, this is kind of what they, what they think. This really is the basis of how a lot of people on the left think they yeah. think that somehow it's, it's this dream. You could even say this libertarian dream that we should all just be slaving away in a non air conditioned factory with no healthcare, no vacations, <clears throat> getting, compression fractures in our spine and everyone but us is dead. And that's a, it's a really, really terrible viewpoint on, on what it is that we want. And maybe that's our fault. And maybe that's people on the right wing's fault for not articulating their vision for the lives of Americans when their utopia is installed <laughs> upon everyone, you know, that's not what it would be at all. It, it would it would look like the quality of life getting better and better for everyone over the span of hundreds of years, just like what we've seen under capitalism and now even a completely government-controlled well, capitalism. Well, I'd have to say he needs to define, obviously, we understand left-wing utopia. What right-wing utopia, I mean, in a technical sense, you're talking about, you know, um, eth ethno-nationalism if you're going with the furthest right-wing utopia and the furthest left-wing utopia. Um, but, but I really don't see any type. I don't see white Americans working 60 hour. I don't, I don't see that fitting into anybody's utopia. No, yeah. no one's most people I know 
they want to retire early and golf and drink Mai Tais on the beach, which is a terrible plan, but that's, that's what they want to do. Yeah. They, they actually don't want to work 60 hours a week in a job that they hate with no health care. Really, you think most people want no health care? <laughs> Not even for themselves. They just, no health care. I can do it myself. My pappy taught me how to dig bullets out of my chest. <laughs> with just my pa- packs and dirt enough. So, okay. I don't even need no an- anesthetics. <laughs> well, that's, I do. I do Look, right now just, for sure. You just spit on it and... <laughs> <laughs> that's <laughs> that's dumb bleep number two. We'll call it right left utopia, yeah. right there. Dumb bleep number two. We can get through these because we have a couple good conversations on some of the others. Um, this one coming from none other than Mister BS himself. He's back, baby. He's he knew back. It wasn't going to be long. He wasn't going to be out of the running for long, and he's back. So Bernie Sanders said the Koch family is worth a hundred and thirteen billion dollars. They became $22.6 billion richer over the past seven months. They could literally end child hunger and homelessness in America and still be billionaires. Instead, they're trying to, inv- they're trying to evict millions of poor people from their homes. How obscene is that? Now, we're not going to go into the evicting millions of poor people from their homes. We're obviously going to attack... Um, so what Bernie is saying, they're worth 113 billion. He says that they could they could end child hunger and homelessness in America and still be billionaires, meaning that it would cost no more than 111.9 billion dollars to fix both of those problems completely to end them, end those problems around the world, just in America. Okay, in America. Just in America. That's the only poor people we actually care about. The rest aren't real human beings. Yeah, we we only care about making our 1% of the world even richer yeah. <laughs> is what we want to do. Right. But uh, first off, so $111 billion would end those problems. Can someone tell me how we've spent $27 trillion in the war on poverty and we still end up with these problems? being like they are right now with 500,000 homeless, 600,000 homeless people and child hunger, which let's not die on that hill today, but we'll talk about it some other time. There are hungry children out there. There are hungry children. Okay. But someone tell me how many people in the U S starve to death every single year. How many people in the U S starve to death? And the number cannot include someone who had an illness that physically prevented them from eating. How many people starve to death in America because they literally cannot find food, so they lay on the ground and they waste away for a month until they die? How many people do that every year in America? So we'll 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 leave it alone. Pass there. We spend- I'll tackle the the evict uh, you know evict millions of poor people from their homes. Yeah. Here's the thing. I mean, <clears throat> the reason why the Koch family has this net worth is because they're talking about you know, part of their income probably has to do with uh, rent money that people pay from homes. Now, most of their income obviously is from the the Coke industries, um, but I'm sure they have rental properties and things like that. And so part of their portfolio is, uh, you know, some money comes in through some, some rental properties and if they don't pay their money, well, their net worth goes down. And then how are they going to end homelessness for those people that just had to evict <laughs> if their net worth goes down? <laughs> Stop, Brit- they don't get people, if they don't get people into their homes. You know, how did they make the money in the first place to end all of those things? Right. 
right. <laughs> Where did that money come from? And Todd made a great point that I typed out here um, as well. We just spent $2 trillion on the stimulus. And I think three, four hundred billion of it went directly to the people. And then a bunch of it went to other places. I don't know exactly how much went directly to the people, but um, at least directly to the people, according to Bernie Sanders, was four to six times more than the amount of money it would take to completely end homelessness in America, which is an end to uh, poverty, basically, in the U.S., extreme poverty in the U.S., and we, we set that amount of money on fire within a couple weeks, and it's gone. Why do we still have these problems? If we can just snap our fingers and those things be gone. <clears throat> we spent $27 trillion in the war on poverty so far. All the numbers you see on it are extremely, uh, extremely behind. The, the most recent figures you can find are, are from like five years ago. So I have uh, extrapolated that out to 2020. <clears throat> but Well, and, and you know, the the percentage of homelessness is still the people in poverty is still the same. It's around yeah. 12% from when we started the war. Probably a little so, more, probably a little more in 2020, yeah. you know, this is a, it's a big war. It's, it's a never ending war. It is a, it is a war on poverty. It's, it's going a lot like some of our other wars. Um, Wes says it's my fault. I'm always drinking Coke zero. <laughs> that Coca-Cola. It's a different, different, <laughs> different Coke, but. Oh, same, same, different, but same, same. Charlie, this one's for you. So dumb bleep number three was Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders. All right, Charlie, this one is number four. Just for your court brain right here. Dan Rather coming back in the game. The guy's been out for a little while. He's back, baby. He says, uh, if you want to be an, quote, originalist in law, maybe you should go all the way. Cooking on a hearth, leeches for medicine, an old mule for transportation, or maybe you can recognize that the world changes. <laughs> so this is uh, this is quite funny because being an originalist in the law actually means that you and all you do is interpret statutes with the meaning of the actual words that are written. Yeah, he doesn't even know what he being an originalist know. means. <laughs> yeah, and I feel like maybe he's catching some Joe Biden syndrome. Uh, because that's not what an originalist actually means. If you go back, I mean, Scalia talked about this so often, especially in his um, in his scathing dissents that he wrote, when he talked about the definitions and and words having actual meaning. You can't you can't try to interpret what Congress was supposed to mean by the words that they wrote, but in fact, you have to interpret the statutes by what, how they're actually written, and you you have to derive the context from from the people who actually wrote the laws. And so it's very easy to originally interpret, interpret the constitution, understand what the founders were meaning because they talked about it all the time in, in words that actually have meaning. So Dan, you know, I will say he makes a good argument for why uh, science is always evolving (laughs) and there's no, he (laughs) makes a good argument in regards to, uh, the 97 per 97% consensus in science that this is fact uh, is wrong because science is always evolving. I just want, I just wonder if I could take out his first sentence where he says, if you want to be an originalist in law, maybe you should go all the way. Could I take out that sentence and say, if you want to get rid of capitalism, maybe you should go all the way cooking on a hearth leeches for medicine an old mule for transportation. Could I say that Would anyone on the left agree with me saying that at all? Oh, you want to get rid of yeah. capitalism? Cool. 
Let's get rid of everything that's came through our capitalist society. Yeah. Cool. Let's do Tweet that. It. Tweet it right now. I'm tweeting it right now, man. Tweet it right at Dan Rather. Yeah, it just um it's honestly someone who doesn't under who doesn't understand what originalist in the law means. He doesn't even get it. So So thanks. you know what? You know what's interesting? The founders actually formulated a way for us to change the constitution because they knew they knew things change and they were like you know what if we need to amend this document then we will provide a way and they did and guess what there's what 28 of them 32 i can't remember how many how many amendments to the constitution are there i don't know too many literally they literally made the way for you to change what 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 it needs to mean they came up with a way yeah, they made it really difficult. Just amend it. Everybody has to agree that the principles have actually changed because the the thing is the truth and the principles don't change. You know, that's not what happens. Like obviously, we evolve and we adapt and we, you know, figure out new technologies. And obviously, we live a lot longer than we did in the past. <clears throat> but as far as like the world changing. Uh, if you need to change the constitution or laws, well, there's a mechanism to do that. Everyone, I think there is a really big, uh, people don't know what natural rights are. That's something that we've been, natty rights, as we call them. People people do not know what that is. And we, we were talking on one of our interviews about natural rights. And of course, natural rights, those are rights that you're that you're born with. No one has to perform an action to provide you with one of those rights. You have them. They, and they can't be taken away from you. And the Constitution was originally meant to protect those natural rights. In one way, you could say it is good that we evolved a, a little bit with this through amendments and everything. Because, of course, at the time that the Constitution was written, this country was not perfect. And the people that wrote it were, were not perfect. And not everyone had their natty rights at that time. They had, <laughs> they had, natty, they had natty light. Okay. That's what they actually had. Actual straight up natty light. We want our full on natural rights all the time. And not everyone had that. So we did change and evolve and evolve a little bit over time. But when you do change and evolve, evolve, it has to be towards giving people more of their natural rights back. You don't change and evolve. Why do I keep wanting to say involve? You don't change and evolve by taking away rights from other people. That is not the direction where you evolve, is by removing natural rights from people, which is the way that a lot of people want to move. I want to remove your right to be a free individual in this society and do the things with your time and your money that you want to, I want to take that away. That is a very different evolution than saying one day, you know what? Uh, we've got people of color in chains and they don't have their natural rights that human beings have. So we are going to change that and extend these natural rights, these protections to everyone. We are going to allow women to vote we are going to do those types of things to give those rights to people where no one has to perform an action for those people to have the rights. In fact, people are performing actions to remove those rights from other people. And so what we have to do is stop people from taking positive action to remove, by positive I mean actually taking an action to remove rights from other people. That is the direction that you evolve 
when you are when you are changing things. So yeah, we could evolve. You know what? We, how we could evolve? We could remove uh, taxation. We could take away the fact that uh, senators are picked by popular vote. We could do uh, take away the Federal Reserve. We could do all kinds of things and evolve. But when you evolve, it has got to be towards more natural rights for people, not not less, and that not more positive rights. That's a solid point you bring up, Nate. I could have said it better myself. I'm, Sam I'm, says I'm, he's going to get uh, natty rights tattooed on him. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's uh, pretty good. We right need to make forehead. I need to make a meme that looks like the the natural light um, beer can. Only it says natural rights. I think that would be a good yeah. one. I'm going to write that down. Natty, natty rights. Natty rights. Old natural light, didn't you? I did. Yeah. When I was younger and broke, we uh, we drank the Keystone. We were the we were the poor the poor cores lat. I was never hanging out with old Keith Stone at all. We were always having our our natty our natty rights all the time. It was <laughs> nice and cheap. I mean, if you want to get some nice cheap piss water, then it's a pretty good one overall. Um, you know, I don't know anything about those beers anymore. I couldn't tell you what they taste like. Mm-hmm. I probably wouldn't like it. I have to start back at Smirnoff if I were going to start drinking again, probably. So, <laughs> or some of them Trulies, I guess. All right, tell me about BetterHelp, Charlie. Yeah, so the sponsor for today's show is BetterHelp. Y'all, I'm telling you, the 2020 is the year to start looking at your mental health. And there's never been a better way to do it than BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash GML. Go there. You get 10% off your first month of a subscription to counseling services. You can do video chat. You can do a phone call. You can chat with your counselor. I use BetterHelp, and I love it. It is something that absolutely helps me as a person grow it's someone that helps you can to, to talk about your problems maybe talk about exciting things that are happening in your life but guys i'm telling you just as you would take care of any other health in your life you need to take care of your mental health because ultimately your brain controls the rest of you so you, you I, there's just you know we talked about dak earlier there was a stigma that came from espn about him uh, you know, taking care of his mental health and how, oh, you know, leaders of football shouldn't do that. But I'm telling you, it's it's a true leadership quality to understand that you need to take care of your mental health. So, uh, guys, go to BetterHelp, betterhelp.com slash GML. Take advantage of that 10% off and do yourself a favor. That's what I say. Just, it really, it it really is important. And as libertarians, we know I use we use this example all the time. If you're in a plane, loses pressure. You got to put your mask on first before you help someone else. Put their mask on, or you guys both, you guys both might be gone. This is health, just like anything else. And like Charlie said, your brain runs your your whole body. And if you don't fix the thing that's running your whole body, then you're not going to be any good to anyone else. Okay, you're not going to be able to help other people. If you do not help yourself first, so go to betterhelp.com slash GML, sign up, get that 10%, go do it. All right. This is Dumb Bleep number five. Got number a video f- for us. I, we got a video. Yeah. I'm going to switch this over here real quick. So this is one that came across uh, one of our followers tagged us in it. And um, this is a TikTok video for the guys that are listening on the podcast audio version here. This is a TikTok where someone is going back and forth with themselves. It, you know, they're trying to make it look like they're talking to a cashier at a gas station. They're going back and so back and forth with themselves. And basically the cashier asked the person to donate to a charity. And this is what happens. 
with that. All right, that brings your total to five seventy five. Would you like to round up and donate six dollars to the children's cancer charity? Thank you. Um, no. All right, so that's six. Wait, did you say no? Yeah. No, thank you. It's twenty five cents. It's twenty five cents that Target gets to donate. Target, the corporation. Target, the corporation who, when they make donations to charity, gets tax breaks from it. So essentially, I am paying to help the company dodge taxes. So no, I do not. Thank you. <laughs> now this this video it went pretty far. It's got two point three million views, seventy eight thousand retweets. A lot of people spreading it around, and no one caught the very. It's a very Obvious mess up in the old math going on in this. There's a pretty big mess up. Now we can talk about the idea first. Obviously, be helping someone go, that that there's a like an outside idea, which is uh, at first when I watched the video, I was like, this guy is going to make a point that he wants to donate himself because he doesn't want Target deciding where the donation money goes. That's where I thought Actually, it was going to go. Think that I don't <clears throat> think that works that way. No, it doesn't. That's the part we're going to get to here in a second. Okay, it's not I was how it works. Say, I, no. I'm not an accountant, um, but that's not how that works. No, that's the so that's the the main point here. I was just trying to say the the bigger picture here. That's what I thought was happening. The, the other part of it here is when you donate money at a store, the reason they get to if they're going to write that off on their taxes and so this is how the this is how the balance sheet would work on this if. This is, in fact, not completely separate from the company because it's going directly to another charity, which is probably how it actually works. But if it were just going straight up on their balance sheet, when they ring that in at the cash register that you made that donation, what happens right there is their income goes up on their sheet. Their income goes up right there, meaning they would owe more taxes because their income just went up. And so they get to write off what you donated because when you donated that, technically their income number went up by an amount, but they didn't get to receive that amount. You gave that money to someone else. So you get to write that money off. They get to write that money off on their taxes because they didn't actually receive that as income when they did it. And so they don't get to write off. You don't write off your charitable donations and receive more than what you were going to pay in taxes in the, in the first place. If they received a dollar from the guy, they were going to have to pay taxes on that. And so they write off that dollar as a donation and then they don't need to pay taxes on it. I don't even know if it's a hundred percent deduction. I don't know how that works actually. But I, I, don't, I don't even think it works like that. No, it doesn't. No, it goes separate. I'm, I'm sold. No, oh, okay, okay. It goes separate. It goes on a separate. They're talking as if in the ledger, it's a, it's a separate line item where yeah. it cancels. It, it cancels itself out. You know, target will get, the ledger that says, okay, we collected this amount of donations for this month. And so that we're going to cut a check to the charity and those two cancel each other out in the accountant's book. Yeah. If it stays, right? so we're not going to report it as income and we're not going to write it off as anything because we didn't report it. Literally. We just, we were a vehicle. We were a vessel yeah. of, of cash flow. Now there, charity. There's another way that it might not work out that way. And that would be if they are taking a cut from uh, soliciting those donations, they could have it set up where when it comes through their cash register, they take a, a small portion of yes. what comes through. 
So that could be the case. And then they have to say, well, this is how many people did it. So we owe you that money. But it does not work where it, <laughs> if you just think about it, you gave them the extra money to be on their balance sheet. And then they get to write that off because it was a donation. They don't get any of the other tax money off of their other income knocked off because of that deduction. Right. Only because of your donation. That That's it. And honestly, the other way that some charities operate, for instance, the Ronald McDonald House charities is McDonald's will is donates or sets up the charity with a certain amount of money, no matter what, no matter how many donations they receive. So McDonald's already has a budget for the for the Ronald McDonald House charities and whether it's 10 million or 15 million or whatever, it doesn't matter what it is, no matter what, they always donate that money. Now, if they collect more in donations, then those 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 extra donations are put off to the side if they collect less in donations well then mcdonald's itself makes up for it and then yes they do get to write that off so there are some charities out there that operate like that but yeah this is uh this just isn't how it works whatever this guy's name is what was his name he looked like a kyle maybe it was uh, ian he looks like an ian also yeah Mm -hmm. yeah that's not how it works ian yeah no offense to anybody out there named kyle or ian i just that's not how it works. <laughs> and then uh, the other part of that, I mean, you, I don't know if the guy's going to go donate the money on his own. It could, you know, just an excuse to not donate any money really whatsoever. The other economic incentive part of this is if they didn't get to write that money off that they received in donations on their taxes, so they didn't pay taxes on it, then they would never collect donations for anyone. If every dollar that they collected in donations, they had to pay taxes on it as if it were income to them, but they gave it to other people, then they would never take donations at right. their registers because every time someone donated, it would cost them a, a ton of money. So right. it's, I don't know. It, it Literally, there's no basis for it whatsoever. It's got millions of views just on Twitter, more than that on TikTok and almost 80,000 retweets on Twitter and a lot of traction on TikTok for sure. And there's, no factual basis to it whatsoever. It actually all. just shows how many people don't want to donate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's just a really creative way to not They're donate like, money. Man, I've been, I've been wanting, I've been wanting to say no, but they make me feel guilty at the register. But now, now I have a reason not to give an extra twenty five cents. <laughs> okay, so I'm serious because most people. Most people don't donate. Yeah. So the only one I donate to every time is uh, when I'm at. PetSmart or Petco, whichever one takes donations for like pet adoption or some kind of thing like that. Yeah. Um, I give I donate in in uh Bridget's name, you know, my my late, I almost my, always my late say dog. Yes, um just because I'm rich. So <laughs> <laughs> um Dumbly number one was I'm begging you to tax me. Dumbly number two was left right utopias. Dumbleat number three was Bernie Sanders. We can solve all these problems with only $100 billion of your money. Dumbleat number four was the originalist Rather, Dan Rather. Rather. And Dumbleat number five was that Dumbleat Ian. So Wes said Ian was just the guy who was pro children's cancer. Yeah, that's what he's <laughs> pro cancer. Yeah, so, clearly it's for cancer because he doesn't, know, he doesn't want to donate against it. Everyone get your votes in. One, two, three, four, five. Get them in get there real quick. In. 
And we got to tell you guys about MasterMyStonks.com. If you're interested in getting involved in the stonk market, we're not talking about stocks because those go back and forth. Stocks only go up. Okay, so get over to mastermystonks.com. Start learning everything. I just recorded an hour and 11 minute video running through everything from the old don't know a word yet about trading whatsoever all the way up until now you know all the words that are inside that one hour and 10 minute long video and put it on the website. It is an amazing beginner's video and we're adding new stuff on there all the time. There's well over 200 videos on the website. So you wanna go over there. If you're interested in learning all of these skills so you can become a trader, it doesn't even have to be day trading. You can do swing trading, long-term stuff, or you can just use it as a value in your own life to, to make decisions about your 401k, whether or not it's time to up your risk or whatever. We're not giving official investment advice whatsoever without the production of Ricky Bobby Inc. So that's uh, that's what we're that's what we're talking about right now. If you want to go to uh, the if you want to go to the moon <laughs> like the people on, on old stonk twits would tell you about all the time, then you can go to mastermystonks.com and get to learn in today, increase your human capital and your money capital by going to mastermystonks.com. Mm -hmm. That's a good place to be, man. Yeah. Good yeah. place to be. As I said earlier, sign up for the Patreon group so you can get your votes in. When we do Dumb Bleep of the Week every single Friday when we want to, it's only five bucks a month, guys. It's not much at all. I'm telling you, it's nothing. Basically, basically nothing. It is $5, but that's basically nothing nowadays, especially with the rising cost of inflation and all kinds of stuff. We also accept uh, gold billions as well. So you can send those in uh, if you <laughs> want to. We'll accept those Bitcoin, whatever. doesn't matter. Mainly just use your credit card. Just and please don't send the gold through the post office with your ballots. Okay. Use UPS or, or FedEx or something like that. <laughs> That's right. All right. But we will take them Buffalo bill. Those, the Buffalo Buffalo bills, <laughs> whatever it is. We'll take them Patreon. old Buffalo bills. Patreon.com slash good morning. Liberty looks like BS one, yeah. which is not shocking. Honestly. I mean, when he comes back in the ring, he usually throws the the correct punches, the I correct socials punches. He's like the just that old fighter that just keeps coming back and knocking all the new guys out all the time, you know. So congrats to BS, you finally won something, and 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 it. What do you know? It's the dumb bleep of the week. Yeah. So, did you tell everyone about about Patreon? I sure all did, the way. Man. Okay. Well, that's it. That's dumb bleep we of the week, guys. Hundred signups. <laughs> we did. Now. We did. So yeah, go and go sign up for all those things because we get to write it off on our taxes. So <laughs> <laughs> I think that's how that works. <laughs> Especially if you donate to us. So go do that. Yeah. Well, y'all, please continue to share the show. The numbers keep going up and up and we just couldn't be more thankful for that. We run a 96% subscription rate. So don't be part of that horror percent. Keep listening. Keep sharing the show. Keep subscribing. We really appreciate all that you guys do. As I mentioned, sign up for Patreon so you can be part of the dumb bleep every single week. And then leave us that rating on iTunes. We just had someone else tell us they found us through uh, through a search. You know, they were a big Ben Shapiro fan, and they were like, I need something that has a little bit more liberty. And so they just did a little search, and they were able to find us quickly because of all the help you guys have done by leaving those ratings and, and reviews, which helps in the algorithms. It helps in the search algorithm. So keep leaving those reviews. We really appreciate all that you do. If you do all that, we'll be back again on Monday. Hope you have a good day and a good morning, Liberty. Mmm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. 
Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive, sought-after, rare, and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com.